This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, dear listeners of the Mad Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Marie, how's it going? What's, what is up? What's the story? Three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Oh, it could Yay. not have come. It could not have come at a better time for me. No, oh, thank God, right? Oh my goodness. I, I was going to take it even if it wasn't a three-day weekend. <laughs> I was just going to stay home from work. F it. I'm sleeping in. Oh Don't my goodness. Anymore. Oh my goodness. So now, what did you do today? You had I, big. You had big plans. I went to the Minnesota State Fair. Holy smokes! I ate a lot of fried mm. foods. I had, fr- mm. I had fried corn and regular corn on the cob that was grilled. Oh, my God. I had. That sounds like heaven. It was really good. I had maple nitro brewed coffee, oh. which is pretty tasty. I had, a, I had a fried apple pie. Oh, my God. With cinnamon ice cream, which was amazing. And then, of course, the best thing every single year, Sweet Martha's Cookies you, Marie, if I tell you, you get, you know, those like, uh, you know, those shaved ice cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You get one of those and they uh-huh. pile it with, they fill it with cookies and then they pile the top up with cookies, like double the size of the cone. Oh my God. It's insanity. So you're just eating a giant cone full of cookies? Yeah. It's great. It's the best thing ever. I had something else that was really good too, but I can't. Oh, a corn dog, of course. I always get a corn dog. And a, and you're like and like 17 corn dogs, but whatever. That's cool. A wonderful. I'm like, were there any time. vegetables? Did you have any like? Katie like, got what? okay. Okay, Katie did get a pickle dipped. in... It's a Kool Aid pickle. Not uh, not impressed. Not impressed this year with that. A Kool Aid pickle. It was it was okay. There was like what is it? It's dipped in actual Kool Aid. It's yeah. It's a it's a pickle. It's like a not a yeah. dill. It's not a dill pickle. Katie was upset that it wasn't dill. It was some uh, other kind of pickle. That uh-huh. was just, I guess, left to sit in Kool-Aid as well. It's okay. It's just okay. I can't, I can't understand how that wouldn't be a culinary empresario of, of flavor and taste. I, other places have it, and it's supposedly it's very good. It wasn't great here. Anyways, oh, what did you God. do this weekend, Marie? Um, so, as, as you do on the weekends, we went to uh, Target. Went to Target. Nice. Put down a Benjamin at Target, nice. walked out. Don't remember it, the entire experience. Like, you want to talk conspiracy theories? Like, I, I'm sure that there's like some Target conspiracy theories out there. Because you walk in and you're like, I need one thing and it's this. It's detergent. And I'm, I know exactly where it is and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm in and out, people. And then like three and a half hours later, you know, you're, you're like dehydrated. You're, you wake up, you're, you're in the seat of your car. There's all these Target bags around you. And you're like, what? Right, and Chip, Chip, Chip and Joanna Gaines are laughing at you somewhere. Exactly. Good times. Exactly. All right, this episode, we are talking. This is a bonus episode, dear listeners. Bonus! We also have a full episode coming out here on economic collapse, which is going to be a big series on, on economics and mm-hmm. uh, how economies collapse and why you should be hoarding gold in your basement. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're also going to start selling gold and supplements here. Yeah, but, this is all just a big ploy for us to start selling. Really, like all to good up and sell. <laughs> like all good internet radio shows, this is just a ploy to get you to buy things from us. 
Anyways, this this episode we are going to discuss Alex Jones. And now, who is that again? Okay. Why does he sound familiar? So for those that don't know, Alex Jones, full name Alexander Emmerich Jones, is the host of InfoWars, the Alex Jones show, a bunch of other kind of smaller shows like that, and the CEO and owner of InfoWars, NewsWars, and Prison Planet. Prison he, Planet! He's Sorry. been a conspiracy theorist since since the late 80s, early 90s. Before so, being a conspiracy theorist was cool. Basically, Sorry. yeah. So he he really started he really started in uh, I don't want to late 80s is way too late actually. I'm thinking of another I'm thinking of the person that came before him, Bill Cooper. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So Alex Jones really kind of stole the thun- not stole the thunder per se, but basically took the Bill Cooper model and some people would say used it in a bad faith way to turn it into a way for him to sell supplements and gold and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he really mm-hmm. began, he really began his career uh, in 1990, like 1995, 1996. Originally he had a call in format, uh, public access TV show in Austin and then became a radio host with the show, the final edition on KJFK 98.9 FM in Austin, Texas. At that point, he became uh, actually pretty good friends or or, or a regular guest on his show was Ron Paul, who we're going to talk about in our uh, next episode on economic collapse because he's a bit of a nutcase, but it's fine. And uh, is really at the beginning of his career started off with attacks on the government about the Oklahoma City bombings. Ah, yes. He believed that the Oklahoma City bombings were a false flag that... Uh, and this is really his common motif throughout his career is big government events or big events that affect the country in, in interest or in, in important ways, such as uh, terrorist attacks, such as mass casualty events like uh, the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting mm-hmm. is probably the one that he's the best known for today, mm-hmm. but also for other larger conspiracy theories. Uh, he has been, consistent about the idea that that is those are false flag events being put out by the new world order or some other kind of shadow government uh, that is trying to you know trying to destroy the american people mm-hmm. he or just or just white dudes but whatever. basically cool. just white white dudes so he uh he is also well known for trying to build a new branch davidian church after the siege at waco texas um, wow. that I did was, not know that about him. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was told not to do it uh, by his people at the radio station, and so what? after that he decided he would. Uh, so they he have vision. Have they? I guess. No vision? I guess not. I guess not. So Ugh. they then uh, they then and so he started making public appearances and building a name for himself by going to these big public events and things and kind of making a spectacle of himself. So. He went to a George W. Bush rally in Texas and he uh, started screaming about how the Federal Reserve and the Council on Foreign Relations needed to be abolished. Um, and, you know, just like made an ass of himself. He was removed, uh, you know. And then so at that point now, this is like around 2000. He was uh, he was he was removed from the radio 
His, his station was like, you gotta stop. Right? So this is a quote from Alex Jones. Quote, it was purely political, and it came down from on high. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Bill Clinton, to lay off all these politicians, to not talk about rebuilding the church, to stop bashing the Marines, A to Z. End quote. So, you know, a normal person. He, so that was when he really started to broadcast the show by internet connection and have it be an online platform. Yeah. Okay. He yes. was, his show to was out to an entire different, an entirely different uh, audience as well. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, now yes. he became a, he became a public figure after a show started to be syndicated. And specifically with the beginnings and kind of the fizzle out of the Y2K conspiracy theories that he was a tremendous part of. Okay. Now this is really funny because it has been purged from his Wikipedia page. It just does not, it just does not talk about it at all. Really? Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So for listeners that aren't, for listeners that aren't aware of what the Y2K conspiracy was, it was a really, it was a really stupid conspiracy theory. It was unless you, you know, were sitting through it and living through it. And you had to sit in on all these. I remember I had to sit in on all these like, um, work seminar things on Y2K and what happens if it like what happens for data loss and all this other stuff. It was like a big, there was a lot of, a lot of corporate concern and hype around it too. Yeah. So the issue, so the issue, the issue basically was when we first created computers for business, basically mm-hmm. in the eighties, uh, when it, when the computer started to be, cause we had computers for quite some time before that. But when we started to put computers into businesses and use them, we decided that the world would never go past the year 1999. Nope. And so we basically programmed in our dates for all of our data storage, all of our programs, whatever, mm-hmm. as only having two digits. <laughs> so you would say like, you know, okay, December 5th, 1998. And it would come out as uh, 12598 or 51298, however it was laid out in the string of data. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, businesses thought or people seemed to think that because we had written and told the computers that the dates would not continue, that the the world would cease to exist in some well, they way. They would all crash. Yeah. Right? Okay. All, yeah. Everything that was like everything that was built on infrastructure from these things would just crash. Yeah. It wouldn't know how to read zero zero. It couldn't compute zero, the like the turning into the new year and everything would be lost and. There'd be chaos, chaos in the streets. Yeah, so it, it was really about, it wasn't, I'm being facetious, it was not about the world literally ending. It was I, more that our infrastructure was not up for the challenge of this shift in, in century and millennia in particular. And so all of our computers would just basically either wipe themselves or freeze or crash or whatever, causing infrastructure chaos. Yes. Alex Jones was telling people to. Alex Jones was telling people for weeks to hoard gold for months to hoard gold, to get ready for the end of the world. It was going to happen. Right. And, and even, even more important than that. Right. He actually had a, he actually said that, uh, that it was, it was happening. 
that Y2K was actually occurring. Okay. Oh, after 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 it started after the turn of the year. Yeah. That it was occurring. That it was stuff was falling apart. And we just weren't seeing it. The wool was being pulled over our eyes. So he he literally had a Y2K. I'm gonna read this for you. This is a quote. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Cash machines are failing in Britain and now other European countries. They're finding large amounts of explosives in France. Vladimir Putin, who is known as Vladimir the Ruthless, using all his profanity on national TV, you name it. We won't read the profanity here, but we've got it. This person is on an unbelievable power trip and resembles a demon. He is a creature of the IMF and the World Bank and international communism. He is a former KGB head, and this information is vital, ladies and gentlemen. We're seeing the New World Order... Uh, really come out in force. More wars than we've had in the past 50 years are going on right now. The war in Chechnya is raging in Rosny with reports of hundreds to thousands dying. 20 to 40,000 civilians trapped in the city. Russian Hines are being shot down. Tanks are being blown to bits. Massive garage unguided rocket attacks are being launched from the city indiscriminately right now. Air and artillery performance as well. It's absolutely out of control. It is pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. He's such a tool. Sorry. Now here's Sorry. here's here's another one. Here's another one. Okay. Uh-huh. That was going on. This is all during Y2K. Okay. Yes. I'll yes. give you the news quote. I'll give you the news first on Y2K. The newest developments. A Pennsylvania nuclear power plant has been shut down. One of the main systems transferring the power from it failed, but they don't say it's not a Y2K problem. And the things happening here in Austin, Texas, the shelves are empty of water and some gas stations are running out of fuel. Here in Central Texas and in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the shortwave is basically down, ladies and gentlemen. It went off right as I went on air. And again, this is not... So Y2K came and went, and there was very, very few problems. Yes. For those of, for those of you who, do, who, who were not here to see it or remember it, or were too young to see it or remember it, or to have just chosen to forget that far back... I mean, basically, yes, there were some infrastructure fixes that occurred before this, but everyone, it's, it's like every millennial change, right? There's the fear. There's the almost this sort of religious fervor fear of the, the coming, right? The second, whatever it is, the new years, the new millennial is coming, um, you know, all, all bets are off, you know, dogs and cats living together in harmony, all that kind of stuff, right? Like people get people amp up the fear it's it happened at the the turn of the century it happened then but it wasn't you know it wasn't the apocalypse it wasn't clearly it wasn't and it it really like it had some effects but very very few you know the banks were fine infrastructure worked out and i just feel like i can understand why if you were a conspiracy conspiracy uh theorist and you were going to hitch your wagon to something especially for financial means y2k would be a good gig but i'm also amazed that he's able to translate that information with a straight face and have nobody be like i live in austin and you know circle k is totally stocked right (laughs) i just got i just got i just got my monster down there my monster and my you know barbecue corn nuts we're good full tank of gas we're cool but i think it's like again it's like even after the world doesn't collapse, the narrative is perpetuated, 
right? Absolutely. Until, until it runs out of steam, until there's something else that takes its place that is more that could that can um, that drives more interest and that can again can revitalize sort of the fear behind it. Absolutely. So <sighs> after after the Y2K thing failed, he was really. He was really hurting. He was losing relevance. Bill Cooper took him to task on his own radio show for being uh, being a fraud, basically, because it was completely fraudulent what he did. And uh, things weren't looking great for Alex Jones. Okay, but then two things happened. Ah, Okay. Yeah. The first was Mm 9-11. 9-11, September 11th, 2001. Yep made Alex Jones's career. Yes. Okay. Yes. Completely. Sickeningly enough so. Completely made his career. Yes. Now, he... Uh, it, it completely brought him back into the fold. So that occurred in September of that year. Mm-hmm. And then in November of that year, Bill Cooper died. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. Bill Cooper was kind of a piece of crap on his own. <laughs> And so he was killed because he killed someone. Oh. He shot a cop in the head. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. So Bill Cooper, not a great person, right? If for more info on that, go listen. There's a really good episode about that on uh, last podcast on the left. Right. They have a really good Bill Cooper series. But the September 11th. So Alex Jones suddenly was the only really, really the only hard conspiracy voice that had any kind of mainstream recognition. Well, yeah, you have you have your Rush Limbaugh's, right? But he's not as I don't think he has the same. Uh, he's a, he's he's still a, a complete and total piece. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have the same breadth and scope. I think no, no, not Alex at all. Jones, Alex Jones is really willing to like New World Order it up, and you know Rush Limbaugh will only blame stuff on on African Americans and Jews. Yeah. Oh, and women. Yeah, oh, of course, the women. Oh, and, and anyone of any kind of minority. But yeah. it's not the New World Order. He hasn't <laughs> no, gone that far. No. So yes. uh, September 11th... Immigrants, like, yeah, all that. Yeah. So September 11th started Such to see Alex Jones's star really start to rise uh, in the conspiracy world, specifically because he talked about how the 9-11 attacks were, in his opinion, orchestrated by the New World Order and the Bush government and the Council of Foreign Relations to create forever war in the Middle East. Now, yes. I mean, maybe one of his more accurate predictions was that we'd never get out of the Middle East. But why is, I think, up for grabs. I don't think it's necessarily that, right. you know, a new world order decided this was going to happen. No. He, no. he became... Uh, and so over time then, as his stars started to rise, he became a more and more serious figure. To the point that in the 2016 Republican uh, Republican primary race, mm-hmm. Jones was one of the main jo- Jones was one of the first people that Donald Trump gave an interview to. Oh God. Okay. I remember really hearing quick- it. I remember hearing it live and oh, being God. flabbergasted that Donald Trump would go on his show. Oh my God! Well, he went on his shows quite a bit, but going back to September of the the nine eleven attacks, the reason that that conspiracy also is so insidious is it's like it is saying that America did that to itself, right? 
But then also saying that, um, you know, it, it is it blames everyone in a lot of ways. It makes you paranoid and puts fear on everyone. So American and the New World Order did that to its own did that to itself. Um, New York City is to blame as well. Um, you know, the uh, people that are people that practice the Muslim faith are evil because they help perpetuate. Uh, they help perpetuate a environment that this could be done by the New World Order, right? So n there's no one that is innocent except for who he says is innocent, right? So that's even that's that is the most insidious thing about all of that is it took a truly horrific, terrible event that changed American and world history and changed kind of how we view freedom and and at least within that next 10 years you know and just sort of the ability to 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 feel like you were safe and he just used that to his own advantage for 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 gain which i think is especially you know again like harnessing all of that fear together is so criminal and it's so it's just depraved. I yeah. mean, it's not. We'll get into some of his other stuff, but it's just like that's really that's really sick. All right, so two thousand. Sorry. So, uh, so, so mm -hmm. he he continued to become an important figure, and his his views of the world are, I would say, mainstream now. Yes. As scary as that is, he has. He has he's able to him and his him and his followers are able to tone down some of the more wacky aspects of what they believe. Right. So folks like mm -hmm. Dinesh D'Souza, who is a big Alex Jones uh, uh, kind yes. of, you know, uh, I don't I don't advisor is the wrong word or kind of even teammate, but accolade. Ac yeah, they're kind of on the same. You know, they're sort of on the same bench, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You so. Dinesh D'Souza, who was pardoned by Trump, right? Regardless of whether or not you believe that was fine or not, whatever. D'Souza is a known conspiracy theorist. He's a known liar uh, and just a, mm -hmm. an all-around kind of bad person. Jones helped to propagate the Pizzagate conspiracy. He's also a, a, a relatively in support of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which is making its way to the mainstream, and it's already, frankly, part of yes. the mainstream. And yes. in particular as well, he is part of the idea or part of the notion that there is a the underlying current to 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 Alex Jones's conspiracy theory worldview is an is a cornerstone of kind of the Donald Trump defense for himself. Again, whether or not you believe what he's doing is wrong or not, whatever, we're gonna try to not be political here. But you know, the the idea of a deep state, the idea of a government within a government, the idea of there are people working for the government who are trying to do the right thing. You know, you have the white hats and then you have the black hats who are trying to actively subvert and hurt the United States for their own personal gain. And for the gain of other countries who are also mm -hmm. part of this new world order coalition. It's a very, a very, very dark idea because it, it makes you not trust your government. Now, again, 
whether or not you should trust your government, I think is an open question, right? But at the very least, I don't think you should expect that there is, you know, one of my favorite quotes recently has been, don't, don't, don't ascribe to conspiracy that which can be, that which can be equally well described by incompetence, right? (laughs) Well, it's like, it's like the overarching theme of the UFO community. Yeah. It's like if. Yeah, I just. I think what's so hard about like deep state is like, do I think that there are people in the United States government that has an agenda that sometimes either is self-serving or goes against the American interest? Yes. Do I think that those people are organized or consistent in any respects? No. And I also like. I think you have to ask yourself, do I trust? So if I have someone telling me, trust these people, but don't trust these people. Um, yeah, you know, just intuitively, you should be asking why, even if it's me, if it's Alex Jones, if it's whoever, it's like, what, what are the facts about that person that you are able to discern from your own research and education that aren't just being fed to you. Right. And has this, and has this person ever purposefully lied to you? Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Right. Well, Alex Jones is a yeah. history of purposefully lying. That Y2K right. stuff is so damning right. because none right. of it was happening. No. Well, I mean, and even even beyond Y2K or September 11th attacks, the Sandy Hook, uh, the Sandy Hook shooting in in 2000, I think it was 2012, um, was probably one of the most heart wrenching, terrible acts of you know, of violence that, you know, basically killed children, you know, a shooter who was, who was a child himself. Yeah. Right. And like, there is nothing coming out of that attack besides pain and sorrow. And hopefully, you know, and hopefully at that point, like I was one of the, the many people out there, Americans and um, Americans and worldwide that was hoping, Hey, this is going to be a realistic check on something. And not only was it not a realistic check on gun control, but then people like Alex Jones and Alex Jones in particular advocated that this was somehow a huge false flag put together by, you know, by crisis actors in the deep state to because they want to take our guns away. And I think like, again, if you if you let's pretend you let's pretend for whatever reason you have a, a mistrust of your government. Um, which again, like I can understand, uh, from, from wherever you are in your world and whatever you have that you are living with on a day-to-day basis, you may trust certain things and mistrust other things. But 
I think again, like you just have to question, this was a school. This was, this was your daughter. This was your son. This was your, your, your friends, your family, your sister, your brother, and they are gunned down in their childhood. And how, how terrible that event is, how that's not something that is a conspiracy. That's something that is a, like pretty much an open fact for what it is and how, you know, the natural instinct should be to heal and not to exacerbate a wound. Well, the- right? And that's, that's what I feel like he's the best at, is he will exacerbate the wounds that we should be healing. Well, the interesting thing with the con- the interesting thing for me always with these conspiracy theories is mm-hmm. they're always coming from an agenda, yes. and because they're coming from an agenda, they actually do. There are real conspiracy theories looking us in the face. Yes, that are true. That are true. That you are know, true. Mm-hmm. there is a massive problem of money in politics right now. On yes. either side, there is money flowing into our political system in a way that hasn't been the case since Teddy Roosevelt stopped it from happening basically because of the, the unmitigated mm-hmm. corruption scene mm-hmm. in the twenties, right? Mm-hmm. In the night, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, there is more money flowing. I mean, it's, it's disgusting the things that we're allowing our politicians on either side to get away with. And yet our big argument recently has been that that's not the conspiracy the conspiracy is the idiots at the FBI who work there for low pay and bad hours and whatever are trying to take down, you know, the crony capitalists. It's insanity. So and, he, and here's the thing. Right. So the, so this is this is a quote from Alex Jones show about the Sandy Hook, about the Sandy Hook shooting, quote, Sandy Hook. And this is this is in 2015. So this right. is this is a long time after. The shooting, which occurred in 2012. So mm-hmm. it, so this is what he said, quote, Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake with actors, in my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there, clearly, but I thought they killed some real kids. And it just shows how bold they are, that they clearly used actors. I mean, they even ended up using photos of kids killed in mass shootings here in a fake mass shooting in Turkey. So yeah, or Pakistan. The sky is now the limit. Okay. He, he has since disputed that he ever said that. And in particular has come out and said, because, so let's lay the groundwork here. Parents of victims of Sandy Hook are, have been harassed by Mm -hmm. listeners of Alex Jones show, by uh, conspiracy theorists on the internet, whatever, and have been forced to move homes multiple times, have not been able to find residence in, you know, safe residence, kind of, I guess, safe and sane residence, really. Right. Uh, yeah. Where they can kind of heal their families. And they soon... Where they could have a home. Exactly. You know, so- that's, that's the thing that, again, is so effing insidious about this guy. Like, he's take, like, he's denying the fact that they had children. And that their children were slaughtered. Yeah. And then he's propagating that they'll have no safe haven, that they'll have no home. Yeah. There's nowhere that these people can go, and they have done nothing. Yeah. So he, he then, he's been sued by, uh, originally it was three God, parents. I want to sue him. It Sorry, was three parents who sued him for mm-hmm. defamation. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then he was, uh, you know, in, so that was April of 2018. And then mm-hmm. in May of 2018, another six families joined on and sued him for these claims. Now, this is, uh, this is a quote from, uh, this is a quote from one of the uh, lawyers. Yeah. Okay, quote, Jones' actions subjected the families and survivors of the Sandy Hook shooting to physical confrontations and harassment, death threats, and personal attacks on social media. Alex Jones and his co-conspirators engineered and maintained this campaign for a simple reason, greed. And that is the most important point here. As yes. Alex Jones has built this world around him, this, mm-hmm. this, I, these ideas, these other conspiracy websites, all this other stuff, he has simultaneously been using his platform as a conspiracy theorist telling you that the world is going to end, that the economy is going to collapse, that the government's coming for your guns, etc., etc., whatever. He has been using that platform to sell water filters, to sell supplements to ward off the effects of fluoride and chemtrails. Yes. He has used it to sell uh, tactical anal wipes, anal wipes mm-hmm. to sell yeah. to sell tactical uh, tactical gear for military engagements. He's they sell bulletproof vests. They sell uh, they sell uh, they sold bump stocks for quite some time on his show. They sell gold. They sell they sell silver. They sold nice. meal prep kicks. They sell everything. Everything the budding militiamen needs to start an insurrection against the United States besides the guns themselves, even though they do actually Mm -hmm. advertise guns as well in his show. Alex Jones sells on his website. It is, it is ridiculous. It is, it is disgusting. It is greedy. It is slimy. He's a sleazy piece of crap. Mm. Yes. Yes, he is. But, But, Marie, is he entitled to say those things on social media? So the the reason the reason you have probably heard listeners of Alex Jones recently is because he has been kicked off of many social media platforms uh, Mm -hmm. relatively recently. Mm -hmm. Okay, he was. He was uh, removed from, so this was uh, August of 2018. Facebook, Apple, YouTube, and Spotify removed all content by Alex Jones and InfoWars. Okay. Uh, He then had his, uh, he then had some other accounts removed from Pinterest, MailChimp, LinkedIn, which I don't even understand the LinkedIn thing. I don't, I don't get MailChimp. that. I, MailChimp makes sense. He's got to send out his mailers and stuff for his supplements. Oh, but the LinkedIn oh, thing to me is just like, what are you talking about? He still, he, they still have an Instagram page and a Twitter page, but he was removed from social media and the, the fr- fringe, I guess I would call it fringe Facebook, fringe social media, fringe, the fringe mm-hmm. internet went up in arms. Mm-hmm. They were, frothing at the mouth you know oh my god first first they came for alex jones and i said nothing and then they're gonna come for me you know all this stuff i I don't buy it i don't understand have you ever have you ever accidentally told all of your listeners that the world was gonna end and they needed to start buying gold from you 
If you haven't, you're in the clear. Have you ever caused a family to have to move because you were so certain that they were a UFO, or not a UFO, but an alien, a reptile, that they were a government shill, that they were etc. No, no, you've never done that stuff because you're not a terrible, horrible con man in person. So you have nothing to worry about. Oh my god. Sorry, giggling. Um, and I don't think so, again, if you want to argue First Amendment, it's not First Amendment. One, because... He's not being censored by the government, although his his followers would argue that he w- that this is ultimately what this is. He's saying that, you know, private industries like Facebook or publicly traded, but corporations are saying we're not going to supply you with the platform to do this. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference. They're not saying we are not going to let you say it. We're going to physically imprison you. We're going to make this illegal in a law. They're saying we're no longer giving you a platform for hate speech, which is different. Now, I think. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the argument that people would make against that. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of comes from a place of. So I'm being a little facetious. This argument is more complicated and it should not matter. It should not matter. Ultimately, what Alex Jones says, in my opinion. Right. Uh-huh. If he it's 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 the First Amendment. I think it does. It does matter in some ways that Y2K uh-huh. thing. I think you can make a very strong case that if uh-huh. he had incited violence uh-huh. and that's and that's one of the big parts about this Sandy Hook thing is he has in he has led to violence. He right. led to the guy at the Comet right. ping pong thing uh, going there with a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has led to the propagation, I think, of the militia mindset and mm-hmm. uh, issues like with the the Cliven Bundys and, and all those folks. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I think there's a, a not insignificant amount of evidence that he what he does does promote violence in some ways. Yes, it's never as ex- yes. it's never as overt as you need to go kill, you know, whatever Senator Billy Boer or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, Senator mm-hmm. Billy Boar, of course, being one of my stuffed animals, Marie. But Senator Billy Boar is one of your stuffed animals. Senator Billy Boar, he's he's got a great platform. He's got a hundred point plan. It's gonna work Dude. great. But Dude, you know what? One of uh, one of my daughter's stuffed animals, Bunny, is an economist. Right. You told me that's an awesome, awesome Bun Bun. thing. Bun, Bun Bun's like Bun Bun's an economist. We so should have him on for our next episode. Dude, I. I solicited Bun Bun's advice for this and actually had to get out my checkbook because oh, Bun Bun doesn't work for free. No, he's an economist. No. <laughs> Bun an Bun economist. is an economist. doesn't work for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. What matters is... So, okay, we can kind of sidestep, I think, that incitement to violence thing because he never is explicit in the violence. Uh, okay. Mm, debatable. I think I, that that's yeah, debatable. It is debatable. He's, he has told his people to pick up arms. And to yes. fight the Amphada. And yes. to fight the ba-ba-ba. So I think if you are calling to arms, that's not a... You could argue, well, that's rhetoric. That's um, that's a... Uh, that's... What am I thinking of? That's a... Uh, Performance art. Well, no. because That's, that's, what, what, his, that's what his that's lawyers what have is, argued, yeah. Which is, is just... But Hilarious. It's not a um, reference, or it's not like an it's not. A, it's not a direct... Right. He's saying he's saying that he's that that's when you're saying a call to arms and this is what this is, you're not telling people to to wake up and to to protest. You're telling them to shoot someone. A call to arms is just that, yeah. in my opinion, especially with when you are 
when your uh, stock and trade on your website is weaponry. Yeah, and I think it's not like his he's a tie dye and he sells, you know, hemp and candles and he's all like call to arms my people. No. That's it's military. It's it is clearly he's there's clearly a a causation there. It's not it's not just correlate correlative. He's causing that. Yeah. I would also I still say he's not He's not covered by First Amendment, man. This well, so that's this isn't yeah. Go ahead. yeah Go right, right. No, argue no. Against and so and so that's the 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 crux of one of these arguments is mm-hmm. these are public corporations. They're they're not they're public corporations, but they are not public corporations. Why do I keep saying that? They are private corporations. Publicly and traded private publicly traded private corporations, and as such, they do not have to abide by. First Amendment protections because no. it's not the government that is censoring you. If Alex right. Jones, Alex Jones still broadcasts from his basement, or right. not even his basement, he broadcasts from right. his studio. He has a real studio, right? Yeah. Calling it a basement a nice is belittling studio. to what he actually has built. Yeah. He has an empire. He has a corporation that he is broadcasting. From. He does absolutely, and so it's not as if it's not as if if you wanted if you if, my Alex Jones podcast feed didn't stop because facebook decided not to have him on anymore right right i i none of that stuff stopped so his content is still getting out there so it is not it is not that he is being censored he is just being it's like your local if you have a kid's bookstore that doesn't want to sell pornography or doesn't want to sell violent video games or something else or whatever that's not censorship that's them knowing their market well, and, and it's the same thing here, I think, in many yeah. ways. That's the argument that I think people would make for. Well, Congress is not abridging his freedom of speech. No. Right? Nobody is passing a law. No one is sending in federal or state uh, officers or soldiers or militia to get him in his in his uh, in his citadel, in his fortress, to shut him up and no. throw him in a jail. But so he is very well. He out of out of everyone, out of all Americans, he is very much he is very much a benefactor of First Amendment rights. He is, and to save it to save it, any of these these corporations that decided that it's not their platform to carry him to even say that that's a violation of it is ill informed. Now, in my opinion, here's a counter argument to that, though, that I do think holds some weight is Uh-oh. is Facebook and Twitter and uh-huh. are these social media platforms, though, not the equivalent? Should should they be publicly should they be considered public? Utilities. Well, is right is out mm-hmm. is Facebook is become the Internet, the Internet generally and social media in particular mm-hmm. has become mm-hmm. so ubiquitous that I think many people would like to argue and some people hmm. hypocritically in this situation <laughs> would like to argue that it is a public utility. And so you cannot limit people's access to the Internet. You cannot limit what content people can find on the Internet outside of illegal activity like child <laughs> pornography and drugs well, or whatever maybe maybe they should make this argument to the fcc right <laughs> right right yeah because i mean i would say of course not of course the internet should not be regulated by the government and it wasn't regulated by the government until, until net neutrality. the most recent 
administration came in and decided we are going to do away with net neutrality. Right. So, so it <laughs> had nothing to do with Alex Jones. In fact, it was Alex Jones' good buddy who was in office who decided yeah. to do that himself. So it is, I think, I think that argument does in some cases come from a place, a little bit of a place from of hypocrisy when it comes mm-hmm. from people that also were fine with net neutrality being repealed. But yes. at the same time, though, I think it's a, I think it's a good argument. I mean, if, if, eh. uh, if Alex... Sorry. No, no, it's fine. But I think, I think again, though, the way that someone do you like my debate skills, my debate skills. I do. Are this. Meh. Eh. Meh. 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 Well, yeah, meh. Uh, Forward th- butt. Meh. <laughs> Sorry, ah, to shame, to shame, Marie. Shakes. Meh. <laughs> the the argument for one argument though that I think kind of destroys that, besides the one that you just mm-hmm. made, you know, very yeah, totally right, is imagine you had. A, you have a national park, mm-hmm. right? You have a national park. If you wanted to go to a national park and play Alex Jones over a boombox, mm-hmm. would that be considered? If the if if a park ranger came and said, "Don't do that here," mm-hmm. would that be considered a violation of your free speech? If if my if the decibels of which I was playing it was uh, was inflicting or bothering other people then that's a separate argument no they if you are if you're out fishing and you have a radio on and it's alex jones he should be able to play alex jones okay what if what if alex jones decided to Mm -hmm. start broadcasting on national public radio on national public radio or what if or what uh, if he decided to buy a pbs there's no money there's no money in it, first of all, because no, then but he'd, he has... have to, he'd have to go against everything he's saying. So I get your argument, but your argument would never happen because then he would be, sure. he would be uh, in bed with, with the government. So I guess I guess money from the government, right? I guess yeah, he would be. Which I mean, I think he does anyway. So who cares? But what he I, does? What, well, does he really? I'm I'm sure he does at some point or has or whatever. I'm sure it's like the draining or what's the what's that phrase? Uh, Drain the swamp. Not train the swamp. Oh. Uh, bleed the dragon, right? Oh, I don't, a lot I don't of militia groups that do that. What, so what bleeding the dragon is is a lot of a lot of separatist movements in the United States have done uh-huh. this over time. The idea uh-huh. is that the federal government is evil, and uh-huh. welfare programs in particular are evil. So what you will do is you uh-huh. will apply for welfare fraudulently and take uh-huh. money from the government in order to bleed it and then burn it. No, no, no. You use it. You're, you just oh. think you just figure you're like, if other people are going to do it illegally, because that's their idea that other people are doing it illegally, that they're going to do it nice. illegally, too, and basically bleed the government dry in some way. So isn't that just the same as taking their money? 100%, oh, they are. They are taking their money. That's the whole thing. Um, whatever. We're kind of we're off track now here. <laughs> Sorry. What if what I know if what you're saying, but they should burn it if they really have a if they really have an issue with the, the <laughs> government giving out money to people who do not deserve it, then they should burn the money. They should well, yeah. take it and burn it yeah. as a as protest, but not use it. What if blood money? So what if what if Alex Jones? What if say I decide um, then to start putting Alex Jones on my Facebook page? Well, um, you could do that. That's your that's your that is your that's your I was going to say your first amendment but it's not. I mean that is your prerogative and I'm certain that there are other people out there that do that. But See, but I think I bet Facebook is actively censoring those people. 
because they're because they can't yeah because they can't because just just like they do with, again just like they do with pornography right I mean there's but there's nothing stopping you from going out and talking to your friends about Alex Jones or putting up flyers for Alex Jones or doing a yeah. Alex Jones based puppet musical in your local theater absolutely there's absolutely nothing stopping that and I would buy tickets for that yeah I would too no hundred percent my my oh puppets my aren't nearly ready. Oh my God! Could we do that? Could we have some sort of Alex Jones the musical? All right, I think we could. We're I think I think we've pretty much so. So Alex Jones, Alex Jones, it's still it's an unknown issue right now how this will play out ultimately. <laughs> but what I would say is it's one of those arguments, right? It's 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 for me it always kind of comes down to that same argument with censorship where. It's, you know, I don't know. How, pornography is that thing which you, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it. Which is right? a description of something that is, um, not pornography, but it is, um, oh, what's the other word? Dang it, I need more coffee. It's, it's okay. It's, so for me, that's the same argument here with Alex Jones is he might not, he, he might have never said on the air, and I, I actually think this is probably debatable, mm. but he, he might not have ever said on the air, we need to take up arms against this corrupt government. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I have heard him say that personally, but whatever, it's fine. I don't have a source for that at the moment. But if you if you listen to a week's worth of content of Alex Jones, you are you're gonna know it when you hear it. You're gonna know that it's inciting violence. You're gonna know That's that about, it's inappropriate. Yeah, making frogs gay. I mean, wasn't that his? <laughs> it was his. You know, you you can listen and and. If you're a sensible person, I think if you're listening to it too, you're going to realize that it's all a big con. Yes. You know, he's, he's selling it's the, the perfect, again, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is the perfect TV show for our time mm-hmm. because it perfectly mm-hmm. encapsulates so many of these things. So there's an episode where Frank decides that he's going to start selling. He's going to, he, he buys stock in a gun, uh, com- in a, in a, not a gun company. He basically buys a gun shop. Mm-hmm. And he then goes out on the news and he's like, I got mugged by these two guys. I think they wanted to rape me. You know, they were they were they were coming to hit me or whatever. And, you know, uh, I had both. I had two guns that I used and I bought them from Gunther's guns. You know, so you so you and everyone, you know, have got to get down to Gunther's guns to buy some guns to protect you and your family. Cause this might happen to you, right? And then the 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 gang, right? Charlie, Mac, right. Dennis, and D get into this big argument with each other about is is the Second Amendment fine? You know, where's the line, etc. It's easy to buy guns, not easy to buy guns, whatever. And at the end of the episode, they're they all go back to Frank and they're like, Frank, we got to get down to this gun rally. We're all on your side now. And Frank's like, Gun that rally? No way. There'll be a bunch of gun nuts there with machine guns. I'm not going. That's unsafe. I'm not going down there. And he's he's at the moment he's unloading water filters from a truck, right? And he's you know and they're like, what are you talking about? I thought you I thought you cared about guns. What's with the water filter? He goes, no. He goes, I just I made a lot of money. He's like, I bought stock in Gunther's guns and I just made a crap load of money off of this thing. And now I'm gonna go on the news and tell them that there's you know chemicals in the water. He's like, I'm a I'm a you know he and, he, and I think the way he mentions it, he goes. I, in in this world, there's dupers and there's dupees. I'm a duper and you're the dupees, right? And uh, and it ends with them now being like, you know, I can't believe it. He's got a good point. The water is dirty. 
Got to get yes. some of those filters. You know, Alex Jones is a duper. And, yes. and, and if you listen to his show, you're going to come away from it thinking like, maybe I should buy some gold. <laughs> you know, I have I have been feeling like I have low testosterone. Oh I better take God. some super I, male enhancement I need a pills. Stocking some and some wipes. Absolutely, a hundred percent. So, <laughs> I think I think the argument that he is, and, and actually that's the part of this where I think is the most fascinating or the most interesting is, if I was Facebook or Twitter or, or not Twitter, Twitter didn't take him off. Mm-hmm. If I was Facebook or uh, Tumblr or any of these other, I, I doubt he had a Tumblr, but. If I was any of these sites, my argument wouldn't be that Alex Jones is inciting violence. It's that Alex Jones is misrepresenting his claims and thereby fraudulently tricking people into buying items, basically. I w- my argument would be that he is engaged mm-hmm. in fraud. He is engaged in a massive fraud. And so, therefore, we are not going to allow him to sell and advertise his products on our websites because it has been proven to us that his products are fraudulent, that his claims backing those products are fraudulent. That's where I would make this argument. And I think it's a a much, a much better argument. Hey, that's a good question. Is he publicly, is he affiliated with, or any of any of his fabulous like prison planet? Is it publicly traded? No, no, it's owned by, it's, it's, it's privately held. It's owned by him. And I think, I'm sure Paul Joseph Watson gets a, a cut of that as well. Who, by the way, if, if you're on the internet and you see Paul Joseph Watson, he's very popular amongst conservative Twitter. He is Alex Jones's proxy, basically, so don't be fooled. But yeah, I don't I don't know actually. I, I don't think it's I'd public- love to see their tax returns. Wouldn't you <laughs> love to I would love to see some financial their financial information because they are not they are not doing poorly for themselves. No, they make a tremendous amount of money. So, Ugh. so that's it on Alex Jones today, and uh, we're gonna jump into economic collapse. So get ready. Woohoo! You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts. And I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes.